Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. Right now, you're about to listen to a message from our current series. Thanks for tuning in today. Open your Bibles. We're going to begin this morning in Hebrews 11.1 and quote a couple of scriptures. But before I read that, I'm going to turn. And Tina, you don't have this, but that's okay. Psalms 103. And I want to just quote this scripture so that you get the teaching from last week. It was so fantastic. And um, I cannot, I, I can't, I don't have time to you know, go back and rehearse everything. I just love that story in the New Testament where the Bible says Jesus was teaching and three days later, he closed the meeting. Three days later. Amen. Amen. And, and guess what? Three days later, the multitude was still there. Amen. And of course, they got hungry. And uh, the disciples were quite nervous because being Jewish, they surely didn't want to pull out their pocketbook and start supporting, start supporting this crowd. And uh, so they... Uh, you know, Jesus says, feed them. And I'm sure they broke out of a sweat. And uh, of course, what did he do? He fed them. Amen. I said, he fed them. But it's interesting. They, he provided, you know, we're always thinking about today feeding the poor, which is a, a great a lo- uh, expression of love and effort on those that do that, um, the natural poor. But um, Jesus never just fed the poor. He fed the poor that stayed with him for three days and listened to the word of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that excitement. Hallelujah. Amen. Three days. Three days. Well, we're just going to keep you for just uh, 30 minutes. Amen. In Psalms 103, he said this. This is David the psalmist. He said this. He said, blessed... No, uh, that was four. Uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Not only my soul, but my spirit. All that is within me. Bless his holy name. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. There are benefits to your redemption. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. You got to work with me today if we're going to create faith in this house. I said, there are benefits in the word of God. Amen. And here's two of them right here. He he says, bless the Lord, all my soul, forget not all his benefits. What are they? Who forgives all thy iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Amen. And we talked about that last week, but I just wanted you to know that redemption covered both inner healing and outward healing. Uh, inner salvation and outward salvation. Salvation meaning uh, wholeness in every part of your life. Uh, how many have ever been sick in this auditorium? How many have ever been sick? Isn't well better? Amen. It is so much better. I want to do my best to walk in divine health of all possible. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. And uh, we got a true test last year with the COVID. A true test of our faith. A true test of what we really, really, truly believe when crisis comes. Because I guarantee you, with all the propaganda, there will be another crisis. And, and guess what? When the next one, the next one comes, how many would like to be prepared for it so that we don't have to operate in fear? We can operate in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All right. Hebrews 11th chapter. I can quote it myself. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things. Faith is the spiritual force of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, uh, the evidence of things not seen. And then verse six says, but without faith, just don't think about this. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's God. Uh, All right. For he that comes to God We're not coming to man, we're coming to God, the almighty God, not the some mighty God or part mighty God. He's almighty God. I said he's almighty God. Amen. 
uh, he that comes to God must believe, must believe, must believe that he is, he is what? What you're coming to him for. And that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So in your diligence of seeking God and you're releasing your faith for whatever you need today, God will respond with loving kindness and tender mercies and touch your body and raise it from death to life. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. So we are three-dimensional creatures, spirit, soul, and body. I was taught that many, many years ago, driving down the road in my Mayflower truck. God gave me a revelation that we are three-dimensional, spirit, soul, and body. You find that in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 and in other places. Amen. And so we operate in this natural world with our five physical senses, and we operate in the spirit world with our faith. Amen. Amen. Now, um, John 4.24 says God is a spirit. And so to, to touch him, to touch his heart, uh, faith on your part is required. That's why when you lift your hands, you don't see nothing, you don't feel nothing, but you lift your hands towards God, and you bless him and worship him, and you tell him, I love you, and you are expressing, those are acts of faith on your part. Now listen, and God is very pleased. I said he's very pleased. Now we know all through the generations that precious Thomas, he got the title Doubting Thomas. I wouldn't want that to be called Doubting Thomas for 2,000 years. Uh, but, But you know what? It's not fair because they all doubted him. You read it. He upbraided them. I think it's Mark 16 or Matthew 28, either one. He upbraided them because of their unbelief. So they all doubted him. But Thomas made a, made a point to say, I will not believe except I thrust my hand into his side, you know, into his feet and, 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 and hands. I mean, he, and, and so Jesus said, hey, blessed are those that have never seen a look of nothing but still believe. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. How many believe in day for that miracle is going to flow this morning? Amen. I believe that. And they will here in a few moments as we pray for one another. So every blessing and good thing that you'll ever have on this side of eternity originates in the spirit realm. And, um, and we have to exercise the spiritual force of faith to get that, whether it's salvation for the inner man or healing for the outer man. In fact, the Holy Spirit confirms this in Hebrews 11, verse 3. Let's look at that. It says, by faith we understand. Why? Because we weren't there. We weren't there when creation happened. We weren't there when Noah built the ark. We weren't there when, um, when, uh, when the Israelites uh, shouted and the Jericho walls came down. Amen. Amen. We weren't there when Gideon conquered 135,000 uh, enemies with 300 troops. We weren't there, but we believe. Say, I believe. I believe. Say it like you mean it. Amen, I believe, that's right. So by faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by God's word. So that what we see, watch this, was not made out of things which are visible. Amen. You came, listen, you came from the spirit world. And you're, and, you're, and you're returning to the spirit world. You came from the life of God, and you're returning to the eternal life of God. Is that exciting or what? I was just thinking about this yesterday, because I was with my daddy when he passed away. And I was so grateful that I was with him, because we were 210 miles uh, apart. He was up in, in, in a nursing home, and, and uh, the hospital called and said, uh, we're not sure your dad's going to make it another day. Maybe you should come up. And it's, you know, it's kind of a challenge, because you don't know if that's true, or he could live another four, four five, six 
months. But I said to my wife, I said, honey, you take the service tonight. It was a Wednesday. I'm heading up north. So I got there at one o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, as I was about to enter his room, the kids were coming out and says, well, he's resting now. And let's go down and have some coffee. So we down in the kitchen or down that area. We sat and talked for a while. At seven o'clock that evening, we walked into his room. And uh, uh, he, his, uh, uh, his uh, beating of his heart, he'd go, boom, boom. And I mean, you just swear he was gone. About a minute later, boom, boom. It's just amazing how powerful the heart is. Well, anyway, I was with him. I had one hand, in, I had one, uh, my one hand in his hand and my other hand in his heart. And I felt the last beat of my daddy's heart. It was such a blessing to be there with him, to help him cross the other side. And, um, and so when the last beat of his heart, uh, he, he, I said, he's gone. His eyes were open, so I closed his eyes. And, um, and I... I um, uh, I said, Daddy's gone. Of course, the kids started crying. And I didn't cry because I cried every time I'd go see him. I'd get out in the car and just weep because he, he had dementia and he had Alzheimer's and he didn't know nobody. And, and, um, but thank God he only had it a year and a half before he passed. But anyway, he, um, uh, 30 seconds later, because Brother Hagen said, Brother Hagen always told us, he said, when you, when you leave your body, you, 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 you leave your mouth. And I always thought that was interesting. You exit out of your mouth. So sure, and I, did, I forgot about that, so I, I said to the kids, I, mom was behind me, and, 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 and Bev, and Bonnie had stepped out for a little bit. She went to do something, so she wasn't there at the moment, and they started crying. I said, don't cry, rejoice. He, Daddy's with, he finally got out of that body. He's in heaven. And I turned back to Daddy, and just like that, he's laying there with his eyes closed, and he goes, and he blew out. And I said, Daddy just left. <laughs> it was so exciting. <laughs> Oh, you had to be there. Hallelujah. It was exciting. Man. And I thought yesterday, what's it going to be like when we take our last earth breath and we breathe in our first eternal breath? It's going to be awesome. And then we get that fast trip to heaven. I mean, I hear all these testimonies. I don't know. It's just, amen. I love speed, so it's going to be glorious. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell the Lord the faster the better. Anyway, didn't mean to tell you that. I just want you to know. Let's get people ready for heaven. Can I have an amen? amen. Faith, is an, faith is and has always been the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not perceived by the five physical senses. Amen. Amen. I want you to lift your hands and look up to heaven, and I want you to repeat this after me. Everyone, please do it. Uh, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Um, I always find it. I love you by faith. I will worship you by faith. I will serve you by faith. And I will obey you by faith. Amen. Amen. You can put your hands down. What you just did is you exercised your faith. Amen. Amen. You communicated with your father, and he's very pleased with that. And you, you just simply, you just exercised your faith. Why? Because feelings were not involved. You couldn't see him with your eyes. You couldn't touch him with your hands, but you could touch him with your heart. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Hallelujah. Let me give you Bang's translation uh, that I, I got from the Holy Ghost years ago. And, and, and it's, I wrote it down. It's in my Bible. Uh, faith is a spiritual force. Watch this. It's inherent in God's word. Not in the newspaper. Only God's word. Uh, given to whosoever believes for the purpose of taking you from the natural realm, the realm of limitations, into the spirit realm of no limitations, the realm where nothing is impossible and where all things are possible with God. Is that beautiful or what? 
Amen. It, it, when you step in, when you release your faith, you are, you are um, untapping the unlimited resources of God, whatever they may be for your life. That's what you do. That's why we practice our faith. We practice our faith when we, uh, I, I, today again, I, I, I'm just going to bless you guys and rebuke you a little bit. We had about eight women up front, but no guys. And I always think the guys should take the lead on everything. Amen. Amen. I know. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'll just exit this door when I'm done here. <laughs> Nobody get at me. But no, I'm just, Randy, back me up, please. And um, <laughs> amen. We should be the example of men as the expressions of faith in God and obedience to his word. At least for the sake of our children. So anyway, then we found out where faith comes from. Faith comes by Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah! I said hallelujah. So when Jesus when Jesus came out of the wilderness after forty days of temptation, what did he do? He goes into Galilee, opens up the book of Isaiah, and you know we read this last week. I want time to read it today. But he said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me." And what was that anointing for? It was to set people free. Whether it was spiritual, uh, you know, uh, from demon spirits, uh, you know, uh, insanity. Remember the Mark 5, the guy that was insane uh, and had about 6,000 demons living inside of him. And uh, the Bible says when Jesus healed him, they found him in his right mind. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. So the Lord, amen, he heals people. That's what he does. But faith has to be involved. Amen. And so what did he do? He started preaching the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Good news, not bad news. That's why you shouldn't listen to the news, because it's all bad news. And if you listen to enough of it, that's all that's going to come out of you. Bad news and hopelessness. We're not a people of hopelessness. We're the people that have the answer to life. Hallelujah. And I don't care how dark it gets out there. Like the prophecy earlier said, we are the light of the world, praise God. I said, praise the Lord. We're the light of the world. We have the answer. We have the answer. We are the answer. Praise God. Amen. And so he simply wanted people to know how much God loved them and wanted to repair their broken lives. That's why Jesus came. Mark 6, 56. It says, Whenever, or wherever Jesus came into villages or cities or the country, they would lay the sick in the marketplaces and beg him that they might touch even the fringe of his outer garment. And as many as touched him were restored to health. That's either, uh, uh, this is what I believe. I believe either or, but it doesn't matter. Is it very possible that the woman of the issue of blood heard this, heard this story? Heard this story, or it could be the opposite, you know, because the woman of the issue of blood, remember, she, she shouldn't be out in public because according to the law, she was bleeding, and if she, if she was caught outside, she was unclean, and they would stone her to death. Oh, they were such compassionate people. Well, anyway, that was the Levitical law, and so she risked her life by seeking out Jesus in the crowd. In the throng, it was so, I mean, there were massive people all over, but she worked her way, and she said within herself, she said within herself, she said within herself, if I may but just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be. She didn't say, I hope to God I am. You just never know. If I just can knock on some wood, throw some salt over my shoulder, something will happen. No! She believed the word of God. Hallelujah. She said, if I can just touch his garment, I'll be made whole. And she was made whole that instant. Hallelujah. So exciting. These Bible stories are to inspire you and build your faith up so you can trust God for his delivering power. Amen. I said amen. Hallelujah. 
So faith begins where the will of God is known. We talked about that last week. And uh, now turn, if you would, to Mark, the 10th chapter. I could take you to so many healing scriptures where Jesus healed so many more, but let's just focus today on a gentleman by the name of Bartimaeus. And uh, I got so inspired when I was studying this the last week, and I wanted to share it with you, uh, the, the healing power of God that um, touched his life and delivered him. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, uh, uh, this really jumped out at me early this morning. Uh, the first verse, or the 46th verse, the first phrase of it, it says, they came to J- Jericho, and they went out of Jericho. And the Lord said, did you see that? I said, what? He said, look at that again. So I looked at it again. Sure enough, I never saw that before. Look at here. And the Bible says, he came to Jericho. So my question to you is, if he came to Jericho, obviously, was he in Jericho? Yeah, he was. If he came to Jericho, he's in Jericho. If I came to Sioux Falls, wouldn't I be in Sioux Falls? I'm just trying to help you out here. My point is that he came to Jericho means he was there. And then as he went out of Jericho. So what was going on between the time? He was preaching the good news. He was telling people that God loved them, wanted to set them free. Isn't that cool? The reason I'm telling you this is because there was a spirit of faith in the atmosphere. That's what I'm telling you. Let me say it again. There was a spirit of, is there a spirit of faith in the atmosphere today? Amen. And so, watch this. And, and so, the Bible says, he, he went out of Jericho with his disciples, watch this, and a great number of, uh, with a great number of people. And again, when it says great number, I really believe it was in the thousands. It was in the thousands. I mean, there were thousands of people uh, uh, gathered around him because they, you know, they, uh, do you remember the one story where, you know, um, uh, I just told you the story, the woman with the issue of blood, who touched me? And Jesus said, well, they're thronging you. There are thousands of people around you. They're pushing in every direction. What do you mean? Who touched me? Somebody touched me with their faith. And the Bible, why? Because the virtue or the power of God was released out of him. Praise God. And she was healed. Amen. And so now there was a mass of people following him outside of Jericho. And, um, and all of a sudden, the Bible says, um, uh, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the high, wayside highway begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. Let's go to verse 48. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, the son of David, have mercy on me. First of all, he said the son of David. What he was actually saying, I believe you are the promised Messiah. Amen. Hey, promised Messiah, have mercy on me. I promised Messiah, have mercy on me. So he's crying out. Well, if there was masses of people, and I don't know about you, but masses of people, there's a chattering, there, there's people talking, people hollering, there's probably people moaning and groaning, and, and guess what? The more he hollered, the farther away Jesus got, because Jesus kept walking. He's just walking, and we know he was walking because uh, all of a sudden he came to a standstill. And so, uh, he, I, now, as he's walking away, blind Bartimaeus, of course, couldn't see him, but, but the friends around him said, shut up. Don't say anything. Be quiet. That, that, that's quite the friends, isn't it? And so he keeps hollering. And he keeps hollering. Now, he could have at that very moment gotten very discouraged and says, you know, if God, if God really loved me, if God really loved me, he would have told Jesus to come to me and heal me. If God really loved me and cared for me, he would, tell, he would have told Jesus to come over to me. But that's not what he thought. 
He just kept crying. And they said, shut up. He kept crying. They said, be quiet. And he kept crying. All of a sudden, I mean, Jesus is in the distance now. People packed around him. And at one more time, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. If you did that in church, they'd haul you out. Not here. Thank you, Randy. I'm serious about that. That's how desperate he was. That's how passionate he was in believing that Jesus was going to do something supernatural for him. He was blind. It wasn't he didn't have a headache. He had a boil on his cheek. He was blind. And he cried out. And all of a sudden, when Jesus heard that cry of faith, the Bible says he stopped dead in his tracks. Verse 49, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying, be of good cheer, comfort, rise. He called him. They just told him to shut up. No, they're telling him to be of good comfort. He calls for you. Amen. I said, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is faithful. I said, God is faithful. And the Bible says, and he casting, uh, he casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Now, again, don't want to get into a lot of uh, information, just simply to encourage you in this respect. The Bible says he cast off his garment. Now, that wasn't just any old garment. That was a beggar's garment. Beggar's garment, by government, gave him a legal right to beg for food. Okay? Number one. Uh, uh, he... And, uh, Number number two, by casting his garment away, uh, uh, that expression of faith in his own heart said, I'm not returning here. I'm not returning back for my garment. I'm done with it. Okay? And then the Bible says, Jesus asked him a very interesting question. And we're winding this down so we can pray. And Jesus said, what will thou that I should do unto thee? And what's so interesting about that question, uh, it's kind of uh, goofy because he already knew. He already knew the man was, was blind. I mean, first of all, he probably, any, every blind person had a stick, a, a, a cane. And you can just see him come up to Jesus. Jesus, the son of David, what would you that I do for you? Well, I want you to think about this for a moment. He could have been coming to Jesus simply to ask Jesus if he could provide a new beggar's garment because the one he had was tattered, it was worn out, and it stunk, and he'd share like a new one. He could have asked him for that. He could have asked him for a new uh, beggar's cane because the other one was scraping on the, on the, on the ground, got, became shorter and shorter and shorter, and he could have asked him for a cane. You know, he could have been asking for a, a, a prayer for a friend of his. No, but Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And let me read that again. He says, what will thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And, and that word receive jumped out at me. Receive, that I might receive, that I might receive. It's amazing how we pray for people up here. And a lot of times when you pray for them, I've told you this before. And when, and, and when you pray, you feel the anointing leave, but it's like hits a brick roll and it comes right back to you. Because people are not, they're not, they, they just, not, mostly it's out of ignorance. It's not that we, we're not up there, you know, to waste time. I'm talking about the people that come forward. They're coming forward to receive, but a lot of times they don't understand how to receive. Amen. Amen. Say, this, say this out loud. Jesus, Jesus. thou son of David, Jesus. have mercy on me. Mercy. Well, first of all, you're looking at me and I'm not Jesus. Look up to heaven and say it one more time. Jesus. Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. 
One more time. One more time. That's what he heard. Isn't that beautiful? That's what Jesus heard. He heard a cry of faith. Almost sounds like a desperation, but it's not. It was a cry of faith. He said, what would you have me do? Heal me that I might receive my sight. Listen, for God to manifest his glory, he's got to have a receiver. Any good court, any, any quarterback, I mean, he, unless he's got great receivers, it doesn't matter how good he throws the ball. Somebody's got to reach up and catch it. Can I have an amen? So when you come forward, reach out. Reach out and by faith receive what God promised you. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Does God promise us healing in his word? Well, thank you for, those number, for six of you. I said, does God promise healing in his word? Because yes. we just read the scriptures he, does, he said he, uh, that he does. And Hebrews 13, 8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he hasn't changed. Amen. The only, the only, that's the only thing. That's why he wants us to preach the gospel. It's good news, not bad news. And healing is good news. And so he goes on. He goes on. He says, uh, uh, and, and that I might receive my sight. Amen. Now, Jesus, um, in, in, in John 1, 11, he says, here's what it says. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. And, and why? Well, we know it's because of unbelief. Uh, you see that in Mark, the sixth chapter. And his own, rece- uh, his own received him not. God's love is right standing in front of God's delivering power, his healing power, his loving uh, kindness and tender mercies, forgiveness, spiritual restoration was standing right before uh, the Jews and they would not receive him, okay? Verse 12, but as many as received, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. See, the greatest miracle that's ever happened in your life is you being born again on the inside. That's the greatest miracle. Amen. Amen. Physical healing is secondary. We think it's the harder. Remember Psalms 103. He forgiveth all the iniquities and healeth someone of our bodies. No, he heals all. He heals all. He heals all. I said he heals all our sicknesses. Thank you, Father. Amen. Let's close. Mark 10, verse 51. And Jesus answered and said, What wilt thou I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Watch them. Pastor Vic, you shared this this morning. You had no idea what I was sharing on. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the Bible says, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand the scripture. He received his healing before he received his sight. Did you hear me? He received his healing when he was crying out to him. That was his faith in action. And then when his faith came to fruition, he could see. Is that awesome? Amen. See, the greatest gift that you have after salvation is the gift of sight. I'm not talking about natural sight. I'm talking about spiritual sight. So that when you open up the Bible, you are literally seeing with the eyes of God, hearing with the ears of God, understanding with the heart of God. Amen. I said amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.